Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi Rahul, thanks for taking my question. I'm asking this question for my friend. She's been working for a consultancy since three years. Uh, Last year she found that uh, her W-2 wage is less than her LCA. LCA wage. So is it a problem for H-1B transfer uh, or uh, extension? And for visa. Nor, norm, normally, they only look for the past two, three pay steps. If the last year W-2 is lesser, normally that's not a problem. Okay, so you're saying like for extension and transfer, they just look for the last three months pay steps, not W-2. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about the stamping, visa stamping? They normally don't look at it. Okay, so no problem for H1B transfer. Thank you so much, Rahul, for your time. Sharad? Yeah, hi, Rahul. Um, my uh, my 485th was filed in October 2020, and this was a downgrade petition. Uh, originally, it was EBD, and then I uh, concurrently filed another one. Uh, now, my dates got current a few uh, months back and at this point I requested interfile to, uh, to my employer and what they did is that in between this my EB2 was filed many years back about eight or nine nine years back since then the entity name changed so what they had to do was to file an uh, EB2 amendment I-140 amendment and they interfiled it wait, 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 wait. when you do the downgrade uh-huh. Did they file an amendment? No, no, that was a, another request. So there were two, uh, there was an EB3 and a different. Uh, okay, the got, it, got it. Yeah, it was concurrent filing essentially with a new one. And now, um, uh, few, uh, my date got current now again. And since it was only current in EB2, so I requested the interfile. At this point, since I did not, uh, the entity name had changed. What they did is that, that along with the interfile, they filed the I-140 amendment and they, not the 485. When, okay. When did the uh, name change, entity name change? Uh, about three or four years back. So this was way before my EV2 was filed. So at this okay. point, what they have done is that rather than putting a 485J and the interfile. What they did is the interfile and the, along with the EB2 I-140 amendment. 
and now they are saying that there is no need for a 485J. Is that right? And also on my on the interfile, they didn't ask for my wet signatures. Is that okay? Wet signatures are not required right now. Okay. So, so in short, my question is, uh, my 485J has not been sent. And instead, they all that they did is the EB2 I-140 amendment, which at this point is approved. But you filed 485 under EB3? Yes, I did in October 2020. So, and they don't want to do the 485J? Yes. They say that it's, there's no need because we have done the EB2 I-140 along with the interfile request. No, I would still do it again. You know okay. how the ants thing, uh, I mean, there are things like, they, they just follow the direction. The 485J upgrading requires in only a certain day. Right. If you do any other way, they won't accept it. Yeah. I've been trying to tell my, uh, I, this is, uh, this is some other attorneys. Should I be escalating this thing? Because their deans don't seem to be entertaining my request. And this is something which I cannot do with, by myself or this requires my employer. Yeah, but, but what can you do? The USCIS only accepts one way of interfiling. Right. They don't accept any other way. Right. Do you think I should uh, put it on an escalation path with my employers? Yeah, you should. Okay. 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 And I'll show, show them the video, <laughs> if you can, of how the immigration works, okay? And this is a big name, Rahul. Uh, uh, I know, I know, I know. Fragment. Yes. And Berry Appleman, okay? Yeah, it's Fragment yeah. in this case. Yeah, yeah I know. Tell them that you have to file. They are telling us to do one thing. You have to do only one way. You tell them right. to do any other way. They don't accept it. For all the people, keep watching this video, guys. It's a very good video. How the bureaucrats work. Okay. Okay. Thanks, the next caller. Samia. Hi, Rahul, uh, for taking the call. So my question on multiple I-485s, uh, my wife and I work out to a different employer. My wife is an EB-3 and I am on EB-2. So we, my wife filed on uh, EB-3 uh, in October 2020. The filing date was current at that time. What's the priority date for her? What's the priority date for her? September 2014. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we got EAD and AP. Uh, so now uh, my priority date is uh, June 20, 2014. And now uh, my priority date has become current. So uh, I'm planning to uh, 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 like file a second uh, uh, I-485 petition. So on that, I have uh, two questions. So is it okay to uh, file now? Or should I wait for the uh, when the EB2 final action date become current? Second, uh, if I file now, is uh, I mean at some point USAIS will withdraw one application. Are they going to withdraw or request to withdraw one application before final action date come for either EB2 or EB3? Now, first of all, you can file a 
485, okay? Previously, they used to issue an RFE saying that withdraw one of the 485 application. Nowadays, they're not doing it. They're approving one of the 485. Okay. And they're administratively denying the other 485. Okay. Okay, so then it is safe to apply one more. My only concern that if while while applying uh, for the second EB2 application, while giving the EAD or AP, if they ask to withdraw one application. So at that time, we also don't know which no, line is No, you passed. don't have to withdraw anything. As okay. long as you're in H1B and H4, you don't have to do anything. Okay. We both are maintaining our H1 status. Then you're in good position. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Rishi? Hi Rahul, uh, I have two questions. My first question is, uh, so my, my H1B got picked this year and uh, I would like to actually transfer it to my new employer, which won't, you know, my H1B won't get approved before uh, October 1st. So my question is how early can my new employer, that is employer B, uh, start the uh, H1B transfer process? Technically, they can have a transfer process on October, before October 1st. But strictly advisable is to have you get a H1B approval with the current company, mm -hmm. get a two pasters from with that company, and then yeah. transfer to the other company. Uh, so I'm actually uh, planning on leaving my current company next week. No, I'm speaking about the company that is filing the H1B. Yes. So I'm currently on STEM extension and I've been working, you know, on my OPD. Um, I found a good opportunity and I'm planning on leaving them right now. That so is the next company week. that filed the H1B got selected in the lottery. Yes. Yes. I beg you, don't leave that company now. God. Makes sense. And, and the, the second question is, uh, they understand that why I'm leaving and they are also open to a sort of system. No. That, so I know, it's, I know it's a very difficult situation. So basically, I'm leaving my current title as a consultant and leaving this company, and which I'm pretty much sure on doing. Uh, I, if, if you want to do that, I want to have a professor con consultation, okay? Sorry, what? I, you... If I my advice to you is that don't leave the company. If you right. want to leave the company, I want to have a private consultation with the lawyer. Okay. Uh, you want to have like a separate consultation with me on that? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And my uh, colleague will. Uh, sure, my sure. advice to after you paying me four hundred dollars will be the same thing. Don't leave no, the no, company. No, no, no. I'm anyway. fine with paying you. That that's not the thing. The only thing it's is it's not paying is... won't make paying sure. won't make better. Just because better. the. You know, the, the in the criminal law, what we say mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. the guys who pay is the guys who are accused of murder. Okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> just because, no, just because you're paying me doesn't yeah. make it better. But sure. if you want to do it, you can come to a private consultation. Okay, Got my it. advice okay. is don't do that. So, so, I mean, they are saying that we can like rehire, like we, they'll submit my H1B right now, but they'll rehire me uh, for, for a different title. For okay, a different next title. Person, next person. Okay. Yeah, you Hi, Rahul, sir. Um, my husband has downgraded to EB3. My priority date is Feb 2014. But, but your, your husband downgraded. 
So her, uh, yeah. So your family prior date is Feb two thousand thirteen. Okay. Fourteen, sir. Fourteen. Okay. Okay. Uh, my daughter is aging out in a year. I mean, uh, April two twenty twenty three. She's a full time college student. Uh, so actually, the company he works supports only into filing. He works for the same company where EB two petition is still alive. So my question okay. is. Okay. Uh, Now let me ask you some questions. What the priority date is? What exactly? Twenty uh, first of Feb two twenty fourteen. And when uh, when uh, downgrade I one forty approved? Um, oh, sorry, I really don't have that date. But no. uh, she has a grace time of five months in both EB two and EB three. No, my dear, we need to have. When was the I one forty approved? Oh, approved for EB three. Yeah. Uh, no. So I really don't have that date. I want to watch But, this video, okay? Okay. And then after that, come back. So can I ask you my question then? No, because there is a, the little daughter, little little um, son. I don't want to sacrifice that guy life. I want you to watch the video that I sent it to you. And I want to come back, okay? Okay, thank you, thank you. Next person, please. I'm sorry. Robin. Uh, hi, Raghul Reddy. Thanks for this opportunity. So, uh, my wife was uh, last year work was working on H four EAD. Uh, it was getting expired, so it got expired. The renewal we filed, but it did not come on time. When so, did it expire? it uh, got expired uh, august 30th uh, 2021 and uh, we had uh, a gcad so she switched to gcad and then she continued working on gcad later we Why got hoead but did, we did not do anything with hoead now gcad getting expired next month now we are wondering if you want to uh, we can we switch back to hoead first of all gc is ead expiring next month which is may i'm assuming that you filed an extension yes okay you don't have to switch to h4 ead technically she can work for 6 months after the gc ead expires but uh, i don't have faith in usas that they'll renew her uh, gc ead even by next next 6 months Oh, then you can do one thing. You can come to our conference call in the next five months. Okay, if that doesn't happen, she can go to Mexico, have a margarita, and come back on H four year H four. Okay. 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 Got it. And that is uh, without requiring. I mean, I I live very near to Vancouver, Canada. Okay, so I think is the same applicable to Vancouver, and I can just go back and. Come oh back yeah. As long as she, they have a visa, you have a visa to go there. Oh, thank you, Parvin. Yeah, hi Rahul. Thanks for taking my uh, question. Uh, my question is: uh, Our priority date is December two thousand fifteen. Um, 
and uh, my husband is getting um, a job offer. Uh, so my question is, can we request the new employer to file, start filing the perm now? And then once it's in the process, kind of in the middle six to seven months, and then we can go and join that new company? Absolutely, you can. So employer can file the perm even before we go and join it? Absolutely. You don't have to join them. Never have to join them. Even when they file a label, you don't have to join them. If they file, even if you file a forward file, you don't have to join. Even after getting the green card, that's optional for you. Okay, good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I want to watch this video that we made on that. Okay. Next person, please. Uh, hello, sir. Good evening. Uh, actually, I filed a H4 and H4 EAD in August. Uh, but still, we have not received that. Still, the extension process there. We are planning to travel to India. Oh, give me Wait. one second, guys. I am a little bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, so I'm planning H4, to travel. It's for AD. Yes. Pla extension submitted in August. Uh, but still, we have not received the extension for H4. We are planning to travel uh, to India May 20. So I want to check whether any way we can retain that extension. Because if I'm going out of country, that get denied. When is the H4 expiring? Expired. Uh, H4 expired in January, mid of January. So she's going there to get the stamping. Uh, no, we have some family things, so we are going for that. Yeah, okay. She can go for stamping. Okay. She will get the stamping. Mm -hmm. But your H1B is approved, is it right? Uh, no, yeah, my, yeah, mine is valid till December 23. Absolutely, she will have no problem in getting H4 extension. Uh, H4 EAD, how, what happened to the EAD? That, that will continue getting adjudicated. Oh, okay. What I need to do after coming back here? Nothing. Oh, it'll automatically come. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm trying to get this uh, other thing what she was asked about whether the company can file a... Next person, please. Kiran? Hello, thank you, Mr. Reddy. Uh, and thank you for making all the wonderful videos. We're always ahead of our lawyer because of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, we have to go and tell him and ask, you know what, this is happening, what can we do? But again, we didn't get his uh, advice on there. So our priority date as per the perm is August, 2013. But when our I-140 for EB-2 was approved, they, I think by mistake, wrote the priority date there as February 2013. When did you file the 485? No, so 485 we filed for EB-3 in October of 2020. Of course but you now, did. as per your recommendation through your videos, we're planning to not interfile because our priority date just got current through EB-2 as well. So we're thinking of just filing it separately, as you suggested, whether we have, we stand. I did not suggest that. But anyway, go ahead. No, then we're not going to do it. So that's the first thing, because we thought you said interfiling cases are not being, they're not responding to any. And no, 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 no. There you, you took a little bit different way. It's, it's a coin of toss that I normally tell that between interfiling and refiling. It's a very hard choice. 
Yeah, but we thought that the, if we refile it, it's going to a different national center and they're doing their work. It is, it is, it is. It is, so based definitely. On that, based on that, we were thinking of refiling. But my, mm -hmm, question, my question was that the I-140 for EB2, by chance, they had put a wrong date on there. They had said February 2013. And the I-140 for EB3 came with the right date. That was August 2013. So now if we refile, should we, like, do we need to write an explanation letter or, because our lawyer never picked yeah. that up, never attended to no. earlier. We, we normally put a letter saying that the prior date is wrong. Please consider this as a proper priority date. Okay, so we say our priority date through firm is this, but I-140 somehow that you, you wrote it wrong. Yes, we always do that. And there okay. are a lot of priority date that comes in wrongly with us. And then we tell them, look, the prior date is not 2018, it is 2013, and we write them a letter, put a memo there. So it even was not if you're prior, you should write it now when we try to refile it. Yeah, you should. And then my husband's using the EB3 uh, EAD, the EAD through this. So he needs to go out of the country and then get back on H4. Yes. Okay. Before he files a 485 EAD. But then uh, last suggestion, do you still, like, what do you think we should refile or interfile? You have a husband, is it right? No, it's based on mine. I know, you have a husband. Oh yes, I have a husband and I have two kids. Give him a coin, okay? Tell him heads, interfile, tails, oh. refile. But you said okay? you were not hearing back from the interfiling applications. I know, but I do still do not tell anything. Next month, I, I can change my dialogue. What if they whole pull the entire interfiling thing and approve it? I will change my dialogue. Okay? So now you give a point to your husband. Tell him that heads interfile, uh, tails refile. Okay? If he's right, because he's right, because I told you okay. to pick your husband. Okay? okay. If he's wrong, Okay. <laughs> we'll cut his neck. Next person, please. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rahul, for allowing me to talk. So my question is, my wife is currently on GCEAD, and which is expired just three days before. And um, I heard that it's uh, automatically extended for 180 days. She can work till 180 days. So if she has the H4 EAD, which is uh, valid till 2024, I think we should go out of the country to use H4 EAD. Am I right? Yeah. Or can we switch without going out of country from GCEAD to H4 EAD? Is that possible? Yes, you will see as it's not possible, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, you have to go outside the country and come back. Okay, okay. So another question is, so if we go out of the country because my AP advanced payroll application is already still in process, will there be any impact to that AP application? That's advanced payroll is an extension, is it right? Extension, exactly. Yeah, it will not be a problem. It's only the initial advanced payroll that will have a problem. Okay, okay, second time. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Rashmi? Rashmi, we can't show you. 
Jay. Um, Can I go ahead or Rashmi? No, Rashmi, can you please? Yeah, yeah. sorry, Andy. Uh, thanks for taking the call. My H4 and H4 EAD are expiring in June first week. I have an appointment for stamping in India on May 20. So uh, worst case, if I return in first week of June back to USA, am I, will I be eligible I mean, after, the, after my uh, H4, current H4 and H4 EAD expired? So can I be still eligible for auto automatic revalidation or auto extension of H4 EAD? Your EAD is expiring on June 1st. You filed for an extension of EAD, is it right? Uh, H4 and H4 EAD both, yes. I didn't ask that question. I only said EAD extension. Okay, so when you go and get stamping and come back, you are only allowed until 180 days after that period to work. Okay, so but if I return to USA after June 1st, will I still be eligible for voluntary days extension? Yes, you are. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Jay? Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, so my question is, uh, somebody, somebody asked the same question. But, uh, so my wife applied for uh, EB3 downgrade and uh, I-485 petition in October 2020 with priority date of uh, March 2014. And the case was pending uh, until last uh, uh, April, this April, where she got her EAD and uh, AP, but uh, our kids and mine was still pending. It is in Nebraska Service Center. And uh, with recent EB2 uh, you know, progression, my EB2 priority date of September, uh, it's 2013, is current for date of filing, not for uh, final action date. Uh, so my... Oh, wait, wait, your priority date is October 2014. Uh, mine is uh, September 2013. Uh, September 16, uh, which is not at current for final action date. Mm -hmm. uh, so my uh, employer attorney said that I should not file for the second AS application as it will confuse uh, the, you know, uh, USCIS, but uh, you can change the basis of my petition when that date becomes current. And when the final action date becomes current, I can change mm -hmm. the basis of petition to my uh, I-140. Mm -hmm. So is that the best, uh, best approach or can I file another uh, AOIS when it becomes uh, It's a tough, it's tough. Uh, I want to watch this video, but uh -huh. we'll send it up, okay? Sure. Interfiling versus refiling. You okay. make addition on that thing. Interfiling, interfiling goes to Nebraska only, right? To so the same service center. Into, we don't even know where the interfiling is going. Okay. We have no clue. <laughs> it goes where, it comes where, we don't know. Refiling yeah. will go to National Benefit Center. Okay. But it's an, another AIS for, right? Another second AIS. Yeah. But last time you said that you're married with the green card holder. <laughs> no. no. I was saying my question was similar. No, you say face. Question. You have a face recognition. Last time you said you're married with a green card holder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I want to watch this video and and uh, and choose which one you want to, okay? Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Thanks very much. Bye. Yeah, hi, Mr. Reddy. Uh, thanks for taking the call. 
So my husband is the primary applicant and our priority date is uh, April 2013. And we downgraded to EB3, that was an EB2. So we downgraded to EB3 in 2020. Around mm-hmm. July 2021, our EB3-140 got approved. And then our this year, our 485 uh, GC, I mean, um, EAD-AP got approved. Now, in EB2, our date is current. So we just interfiled a couple of months back in March. So now we have our AP with the EB3 downgrade. So now, can we travel to India with that AP now that we have filed an interfile also? Your interfiling will not have any effect of your traveling on your AP. Absolutely will not. Oh, oh, great. Okay. Okay. So we can, we, my husband wants to retain his H1B. So even if we use this AP and come back to US with the EB3 AP, so should we, will the H1 uh, be, cur- I mean, active or should we go out of the country again and come back for the H1B? H1 is active. H1B okay. is active. If you want to refile the application, it may become a problem, but H1B is still active. H4 is still active. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rohit? Hi. Uh, uh, good afternoon, Rahul. Uh, uh, I hope you can hear me well. Absolutely. Uh, Rahul, huge fan. Uh, your videos have uh, you know kept my anxious mind at peace. Um, uh, Rahul, my question is, uh, I am here in US on B1, uh, B1A visa. My company filed my EB1C, uh, you know, adjustment of status. I have an approved 140, which got approved in January of this year, after 15 months. Uh, January 2022, my 140 got approved. My 485 has been pending for one year. Now I have a very good offer in my hand. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's your prior date? Uh, it is uh, November 2020. November 27, 2020. Well, your prior November 27, 2020. Yeah, yeah. So that is when they filed my 140 and then my 140 got approved. In, in, in which category? EB1C. Okay, got it. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, since April 2021, my uh, 485 has been pending. Uh, I have received my 765, sorry, I have received my EAD and AP. Uh, Now, my question here, Rahul, is that I have a a good job offer in my hand. I want to make a switch. It is well beyond 180 days uh, of uh, 485 application. And your I-140 is approved. My I-140 is approved. Can I make that switch? And what if uh, my employer uh, withdraws, uh, I don't know, it's withdraws or revokes my 140, even though it is approved, it is not uh, 180 days. It is just two and a half months back. That no, my there's, no, there's no 180 days requirement there. The only problem is before, normally with EB2, EB3 people are paranoid hmm. about uh, the profession though. Okay? Because they are thinking that I am in Java. Now mm-hmm. I'm moving into SAP. Then it's still the same software, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but, when it, but when it comes to EB1C though, 
I want you to be very careful which position you are, which mm. you're going forward. And that is, uh, I have made sure the job code and the responsibilities are exactly the same that I'm handling currently. Uh, they're not changing much. The, the only worry was that, uh, you know, what if my manager, my company is saying that we will, uh, you know, revoke your already approved 140 and it is not. Oh, yeah, they can, they can, they can, they can. So my main question with EB2 and EB3, I normally tell them if it's a five miles closer to your house, take it. If it's $5,000 more, you take it. So my question for EB1C is how much percentage of the money you are getting increased? It's almost 100%, Rahul. I'm taking it, buddy. <laughs> I'm taking it. So there is there okay. is no risk over there, right? I didn't say there's no risk. There's okay. always shark and bite when you go into the seas, right? Right, right. You, if the position meets a requirement, you are about two percent risk. Okay, less than two percent risk. So if they withdraw my one forty, which is already approved. That's the main thing, as. Is the I-140 approved? Your I-140 is approved. Right. And EB1C has a little bit more risk. If you would have been a, a EB2, EB3, I would say 0.001 risk. Mm -hmm. But what kind of risk is there, Rahul? I haven't faced it. Okay. Okay. Only time I faced EB2 and EB3 was the guy was working in a restaurant manager. Mm -hmm. As a software professional, he got denied. Yeah, so till the time I submit my 485J appropriately and as per what USCIS uh, wants, it should be okay. Very, and, and good question you asked. Have you seen a risk? No, I only, I've never seen any denials. Yet I only cite restaurant manager. Next person, please. Thank you, Rob. Sri Ram. Hi, Rahul. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, your... Uh, uh, opportunity to ask question. My priority date is January 2014 and my EB2 is I-140 is approved in April 2017 and I downgraded in October 2020 and my EB3 I-140 got approved in December. Uh, my wife traveled to India recently last month uh, because of family emergency and she used uh, uh, EAD and travel card. So uh, what is the best option for me to refile or interfile? Uh, can you please suggest? I, you can do either of those things. For refiling, she has to go to Mexico and have a margarita and come back. Okay. Okay, Rahul. Yeah. Thank you. That's the only thing. But if you want to know which one is better, re interfiling, refiling, Watch the video I'm sending you, okay? Next person, please. Hey, uh, hi, Rahul. I have a couple of form-specific questions. Um, in the I-765, there is a information about your last arrival section where it, it is uh, asked about the passport number of your most recently issued passport. So in case I renewed my passport and that is not the passport which I entered to US with, so which one I should enter, the recent one or the one which I used during entry? Ah, uh, I need to look into the form. Because it mentions about, it clearly says passport number of your most recently issued passport. 
but issued the, passport okay most recently issued passport but the whole section is about your last arrival in the united states where i need to enter my yeah but still if they're asking most recently issued passport right. it should only be the most recently issued passport yeah but yeah i mean i check the instruction also there uh, it's not very clear i mean it seems like it's just you need to give the page number the page number what page number 21b i765 uh, which page, page number yeah one second page number 3 it's most recently issued passport that is the the one i'm just looking at it it's a recent yeah. issued passport yeah so even though there is no stamping in that passport it should That's be a recent one even if you have come in you just got the passport stamping up uh, sorry recent passport Renewed. it should be the, yeah <laughs> yeah okay and one other question like <clears throat> i mean uh, nowadays i mean if, even if i keep the uh, non uh, you know uh, required fields blank it should be fine right or should i have That's to mention i not applicable? you're fine you're fine you're fine okay. the other question i have i still get confused about that advance parole so if i get my advance parole and if i travel to india and come back will i still get married to uh, uh, adjustment of status or uh depends like, on a lot of different circumstances right now it's the third question so i'll let you go okay sorry i missed your it's depends on it depends on a lot of different circumstances since the third question i'll let you go oh okay yeah thank you next and last person it's almost 548 guys um Hi Rahul uh we spoke last week so i had one i have some time guys can you keep the chat i will try to respond to you guys sorry sorry got yeah we did speak last time uh, about my situation i have an expired uh, us uh, visa stamped on the passport which expired in 2019 but i have a valid i797 Uh, i was planning to travel to mexico to get uh, in hope that my wife's i94 would get extended because her h4 ead is still in processing for 3 or 4 months uh, i recently came across a when is company. when is i94 expiring uh it's uh, expiring on uh, may 12 2022 okay um yeah i recently came across a blog that while like you said there should be no problem reentering the us but i think someone experienced an issue going to mexico because they need a valid visa us visa stamped if you're an indian passport holder to enter mexico this online thing you can get a visa okay mexican visa online oh yeah, yeah online visa you can get it. okay and that's pretty quick i'm assuming that's what uh, people told me Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Ram. Let's go to the questions that come in. Case status, Nanda. Case status says that it's ready to be interviewed. Yeah, that good. It's a national benefit center. It's a good, but we don't know when it's going to be interviewed.
Yeah, Srivatsa, we have received uh, um, people who got approved uh, filing in EB2. You can watch uh, our uh, things on immigrationgirl.com. Oh, Vijay, on the A number is missing in I-140 approval. Absolutely not a problem. Don't express gratitude to me, guys. I make good money. I even bought Model 3 Tesla. If you want to express gratitude, you better write letters to the congressman. I'm already a rich person. My wife works in eight companies, okay? So I'm rich, but I want you guys to be good Philippines. Keep writing letters to the USCS and other people, okay? And I'm going to send the uh, things where you need to write letters to. Shaker, the refiling are more approvals right now than interfiling. That's our stats. F1 visa stamp passport expired in 2013. Completed my six years of residence. Now, Lakshmi, you are eligible for Dropbox only until December 31st of 2022. You are definitely eligible. So we don't try to help things, just help yourself. Uh, it's for EAD, AOS, EADA numbers are different, it doesn't matter. Srivatsava, with regards to supplement J, should it be the recent salary or the firm salary? There are lawyers who differ on it. Both lawyers are good. I go with the palm, and there are lawyers that go with the current salary. Both are good. I've never seen any denials on it, Shrivatsav. Parish, that's a long question for me right now. Ah, Istakam has this 15, tick, uh, 15 years. He has a lot of tickets. Okay. I thought he has 15 tickets. No problem, buddy. Absolutely no problem. You do not have to mention that. On the page 16 of the instruction of the 485 form, it clearly tells that you do not have to mention. If you mention, 
they're going to call you for the interview. I would not suggest you mention. Uh, date of birth is wrong in year and date approval. Want to travel? Uh, I would suggest you to contact a lawyer. Hima, you said wage difference. You have to tell me if you're making $100, how much is the difference of age? I mean, it's like, if it's $100, you're getting 95, it's fine. If you're like uh, uh, 50, then you may have to contact the lawyer. No, I'm not getting much questions. There will be long questions. Uh, Vimal, my main question is that, does your spouse has the authorization to come back into the United States without advance parole? If they do, then they can. You don't have to send them. Vinay, I'm a bit confused about your question. You may have to contact the lawyer. Vimal says he's married to Ian Debbie. Yeah. You can send to you can send your advance parole to her. She can come back. Hari, um, to a good question that you have, Hari. I mean, it's a very complex question. So first thing here is that, is your kid locked into CSP age? If he is into, locked into CSP age, then it makes a sense that they should use the EAD or not. If he is not locked into CSP age, then they should not use the GCAD array. Is it okay to have an I-94 expired while AOS EAD? Yes. My EA, my I-94 expired when uh, my uh, I was working on AOS EAD. Actually, I was working as a immigration lawyer. Ram, let your lawyer take the choice. Akshay, your question is a little bit long for me right now. Thank you, Chris, for coming in. The next conference call will be on Monday. It's absolutely pleasure. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.